Hello and welcome to Ode to Games. I'm Kevin Valine, joined alongside Logan Plain. How are you doing, Logan? Doing well. Happy holidays, Kevin. Yeah, happy holidays. It is the holiday season, which also means it is award season for games. So we got all the game of uh, game of the year awards talks going on, but we also have games of the decade because next year it's 2020. We're starting a new decade, so everybody's doing their list of their top games of the decade. So we thought we'd do the same, and we're gonna we're gonna have it set up for one game for each year for each of us. So 2010 to 2018 and then some talk on 2019 we're going to be talking about our games of the year for our games of the decades why don't we start out with 2010 man it that's a while ago 10 years ago man looking looking through these lists between like 2010 and 2013 2014 like man those games came out a long time ago when i was looking through them yeah it's weird to think about can we call these the odies by the way i just thought of that (laughs) sure let's do it the odies (laughs) Is is that is that specifically for games of the decade like we do o- the ODs once every ten years? <laughs> no, I think that... that this is part one of the ODs for this year because next okay, week so... or or two weeks from now we're gonna do the ODs for 2019. Okay, all yeah. right. What was the right. game of the year OD for 2018? What was our collective favorite game? It was probably Dragon Quest XI. Was probably the OD overall for yeah, 2018. So, yeah, if we were doing it collectively, it probably would have been that. Yeah. Yeah. Odie, right, yeah. an Odie Award winner. Actively, we're t- that was the Odie for last <laughs> All right. Let's start a tradition starting in 2019 as we move into a new decade with the Odies. Part one. We gotta we gotta come up with some weird Xbox style naming for this, so it's all weird. Yeah. We got the Odies this section, the Odies series okay. decade. Mm-hmm. Here we go. What do you got for 2010? Uh my Odie for 2010 goes to Halo Reach. I adore Halo Reach. It's what got me into the series. My dad got an Xbox 360, I think in 2009, so this was really shortly after, less than a year after he got his Xbox, that our neighbor just loved the Halo series and wanted my dad to check out Reach because it's like, it's a new jumping on point, you don't really need to know anything else about the series in it. So he got it and it started as me just watching him and then we discovered it had a split screen mode, so I picked it up, joined him during the first mission and then... We've played every single Halo campaign together since, uh, except for five, because he can't. <laughs> you just had uh, to buy another Xbox and another oh, copy yeah. of the game. That's it. The The 60 FPS is more important than playing with it playing is. with your friends That's and family. But I, <laughs> Halo Reach still stands as my favorite Halo game, that and the original Combat Evolved. But how much time I spent in that campaign, doing that multiplayer. I played Slayer so much with my friends online on all the Forge maps that you could do. I spent dozens of hours over years and years playing Halo Reach, and it's still my favorite. I really want to go back to it now that it's on PC, easily accessible, but Halo Reach is a really special game for me, and that's kind of what... That was one of my first main introductions to gaming outside of Nintendo, because I was like, I was, what, 12 years old when Halo Reach came out? And... The Xbox was the first non-Nintendo console my family ever had, so that was my introduction to. Here are some other games outside of what you're used to. So that one was that one's really special for me. Yeah, Halo Reach. Halo Reach was the only Halo game that I really got into the multiplayer for. Um, that was the only one that I really went on and did Slayers mm. and a bunch and a bunch mm. of those. But man. Oh, the time I spent in Forge, Forge mode with friends and just making <laughs> random yeah. nonsense. Oh, it was so good. I think I've talked about the story too before that 
to get Halo Reach because, uh, you know, that it's rated M. Uh, I had to write an essay to my mom as to why I should be able to get Halo Reach <laughs> to be able to get it when I wasn't uh, 17 to get that game. Nice. <laughs> Halo Reach is a really good time. One of the best Halo games. My pick for 2010 is a game that I played really recently this year. Red Dead Redemption. Uh, it took me a decade to play the thing, but uh, it's it is really good. It's got that rock star touch without getting really bloated, like I've heard Red Dead Redemption Two is with with a bunch of its weird systems. It is just a really solid experience. Super incredible narrative. One of the best uh, narratives that I've experienced in a game uh, with how it has with its uh, with its storyline that near the end of the game when it takes a certain turn at the end. Real good. One, one of the best stories that I've played in games. And then it's just more Rockstar fare. I'm a big fan of uh, of GTA games, and Red Dead Redemption is similar. So I, I get very comfortable when I play a game like that. It has all of the icons on the map, just like with all of the other Rockstar-type games. It's just a very comforting experience, and that and that storyline is really good. You Red Dead Redemption is a good time. I don't know. Um I'd probably want to play, I honestly probably want to play Undead Nightmare before that, the big DLC mm -hmm. uh, that came with the original Red Dead, because I've heard that's really good. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff with, with Red Dead 2 that I've just gotten turned off from. With all of its like weird, convoluted systems, it just seems really annoying to play. Like, like I want to experience the story. Like, for sure, really want to experience the story. But, man, there's just a bunch of stuff in there that seems like yeah. it's just wasting my time almost, which yeah. sucks. Because I've yeah. heard the story is very good, but it's a lot of things there. So just, yeah, just play the first one, because Red Dead Redemption 1 is a really good time. That's another one I watched my dad play a lot of. He calls that his favorite game of all time, the original Red Dead really? Redemption. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My dad's favorite game ever. He liked 2 as well. He liked it. Uh, yeah. Watched him ride his horse a lot between 1 and 2. <laughs> I had a friend back in the day with Red Dead where he'd just go hunting all the time. That's all he really did mm -hmm. was he'd just go out and like hunt bears and stuff. But you can do that. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. You just go out and hunt and, and live the cowboy life. Do you know my 2011 pick? My OD for 2011? Uh, what is it? Uh, I, I don't know. We there's played, a, there's a, there's a couple of we played this game together. It was the finale of Sonic Club as we knew it before Team Sonic Racing. Sonic Generations came out ah, in 2011. That, that, I forgot they came out in yeah, 2011. Yeah, dude. To celebrate 20 years of Sonic, it is to this day still my favorite Sonic game. Just outstanding. Really great modern Sonic Day levels. Fun classic Sonic uh, reimagined levels with the new art style before they milked him in Sonic Forces. <laughs> but, God. oh man, that game, just, the story is not good. The voice acting still bothers me with the new cast, but start to finish, the level design in that game is just really fun. It doesn't overstay its welcome or make you do too much garbage like a lot of 3D Sonic games do to pad out its runtime. It's just a joy blast and through some of the best levels from Sonic history. And if they could recapture some of that magic for the for the 30th anniversary of Sonic coming up in 2021, that would be awesome. Jeez. Oh, Pressure's on. Hopefully they don't <laughs> screw it up and release like a yeah. Sonic 06 again. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Man, 30 years. Jeez. Yeah, that game is really good. <laughs> Playing through all the crap uh, of Sonic's history and then getting to Generations, it's like, whoa, they can actually make a good game. Yeah. Like, I just need to do this again. Like, I'm glad you enjoyed it because I hyped that game up throughout Sonic Club's history. I'm like, we just got to get to Generations, man. And I'm glad that it lived up to the hype I set for it. It was just a good time. Yeah, yeah. That game's really good. The best 3D Sonic game by oh, far. Yeah. My pick for 2011 is uh, a game in a series that I really like, but uh, this is 
Honestly, one of my least favorite games of the series, but still, uh, I enjoyed it at the time. That's Saints Row the Third. The game is incredibly stupid. Like, it is very crass humor, and some of the things it pulls are a little out there. But it was still a really good time to play through that game. Uh, Saints Row, because of how they just don't care. They they do whatever they want, especially when you get to Saints Row 4 and you got, like, superpowers and crap. But because of that, they can kind of do whatever the nuts they want in terms of, like, missions and stuff. So it always keeps things relatively fresh when they're just like, hey, here's this new random crap that we want you to do because, you know, the story doesn't matter too much. You can just do whatever you want. It's it's a good time. It's dumb fun in its purest form. But There's Saints a new Row game coming, right? Yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, Volition is developing. The next Saints Row game, uh, I assume Saints Row 5. Yeah, yeah. Saints Row, Saints Row the Third. It's a good time. Nice. Never had any experience with that series. It's really good. I highly recommend Saints Row 2. Best pick game up in the, the series. One. I'll pick up the one on Switch. <laughs> I'm not going do to do that. Do not do that. I've heard that game is real broken, <laughs> unfortunately. 2012? Yeah, let's get to 2012. Launch year of the Wii U. I did not get oh a Wii boy. U yet, though. I what, Nintendo Land, Mario U, Sing Party. A lot of solid titles <laughs> launched with the Wii Sing U. Sing Party. We played that. We did like play five Sing minutes. Party. It was not good. It was fun. Oh. It was stupid fun to play, yeah. but I will never play it again. It was and worth the also, $2. It was, it was 2 bucks, and we also spent 10 minutes on it, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> worth yeah. it for the $2. Oh, yeah, it was fun. But I went with a 3DS game. Kid Icarus Uprising. I adore mm. that game. I want you to play it. I know you have it. I know you have it with I you. I do own it. Yeah, you've got to get to it. Yeah, once you get past the clunky controls, there's just a beautiful game in there. Really fun story. Pretty campy dialogue, but I think it's charming. The writing is really good. Really cheesy. They break the fourth wall all the time and aren't afraid to. It's just... I, I love how the game tells its story with the cutscenes constantly playing out on the bottom screen while you're doing the action. It just makes for a really fun, campy, like action-adventure movie feeling time. Uh, then the gameplay is really good. Star Fox on-rail sections, then some ground sections, then really cool boss fights to end each level. I love that game. And Kid Icarus, one of my hopes for 2020 is that we hear something about that franchise on Switch. Something like Kid Icarus Uprising. A sequel, uh, some sort of successor to the gameplay style that game established with twin sticks instead of the t- instead of the touchscreen and one stick. Yeah, It would be fantastic. Gross. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a game that I do want to play, but I'm I'm gonna be honest with you that the the control scheme really does turn me off. Yeah. Uh, especially when I've got a bunch of other 3DS games that are vying for my time. It's just hard when I'm like, yeah, I gotta push through the fact that the controls on here are not good, which makes me really want them to to do a re-release. I could be perfect for that. Yeah, like, it would be. Yeah. Yeah. All right, my pick for 2012 is another one that I played relatively recently: Borderlands 2. Nice. Uh, yeah, that was one of the most fun experiences I've had in a co-op game ever, really. Um, playing through Borderlands 1, it was hard to do solo, but playing through Borderlands 2 with a couple of other friends was super fun. And getting to explore all the different gun classes and all the weird stuff. Like once once you hit like level 15, 20, and then you just start going with all of the different weapon classes and the, uh, the status effects that you get on these guns and you understand how the gun gunplay and gun systems work it is super good it is mindless fun we didn't care about the story we were just plowing through uh but it is one of the best multiplayer experiences that you can have and i'm looking forward to playing borderlands 3 at some point in the future <laughs> yeah 
Eventually. You'll, you'll get to it. I believe in you. Yeah, I'll get around to it. Yeah. I got other games on the list before that. My OD for 2013. Uh, it is the first Wii U game on the list. It's Super Mario 3D World. I adore that game. When it was announced at E3, I was like, okay, so Super Mario 3D Land, but on Wii U in HD. Looks pretty good. Oh, there's multiplayer and cats. It's like, this isn't the the grand Mario adventure some were wanting to help the Wii U take off. And in some sense, I think it hurt the Wii U that it just looked like 3D Land. But if you actually played 3D World, that game is incredible, especially in multiplayer. The level design is fantastic. It works great with multiple players. Just the, the music and just the whole atmosphere. It, it has that same kind of pure joy quality that they absolutely nailed in Super Mario Odyssey a few years later. But 100%ing 3D World is a blast, especially if you're, you're playing with someone. And just it's so creative and so fun. And I love that soundtrack. Just everything about it is great. It's one of my favorite Mario games still, uh, even though it's... It's kind of overlooked because it was on the Wii U. It deserves a second shot on Switch. So many people would get to enjoy a great adventure they missed out on. I'm waiting for it. I want that. I want that remaster on Switch. But we got the new Super Mario Brothers game instead. <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm holding out hope that they'll, that they'll do a re-release. That's one of the last big Wii U games that's still stuck on there. Yeah. Really hope they get on that. Yeah. My pick for 2013 is a game that topped lists. For three consecutive years because of its multitude of releases that's grand theft auto 5 um i i think about that game and how i it was funny it was the first m-rated game that i bought on my own because i <clears throat> i turned 17 i think a week or two before that game came out and it was it was kind of a, a like a, a, a rite of passage moment on, oh uh, yeah because that was like in, a september release yeah yeah it was september so my my birthday's in august and so, yeah, it was almost like a rite of passage. It'd be like, oh, this is the first M-rated game <laughs> uh-huh. that I can buy on my own, flash my uh, my card, and it's like, yeah, I'm 17. And of all games to play, it's GTA V, which is like one yeah. of the one of the games that ticks basically every ESRB box <laughs> there. Yeah. But that game, that game is incredible. The the three character stories and and how they all like intermingle between each other and and how you're swapping between them for all the different missions is super well done at the time that was the most gorgeous game i had ever seen like the graphics still still going back to that game on the 360 those graphics still hold up really well that game Mm -hmm. still looks super good um uh, it's it's a game that i actually want to go back to and uh, play through the story again since it's been six seven years since i played through it um you can't when it comes to PS5. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then even even the online, like just just messing around with friends on GTA Online for the you know two or so years that uh, me and my friends were into that was super fun going on missions like that and just playing GTA and just romping around. Because I, I had grown up playing you know like Midtown Madness games and all these other open world games where you're just messing around in cars and I always wanted a multiplayer experience for that. So it was also like, like it was almost like a childlike joy to just romp around in an open world with a couple of friends. Uh, GTA Online was super fun once once it was working because yeah. man, it was broken on launch. Yeah. Could not get into play that game, but but once it was all fixed, it was a it was a really good experience. So I'm looking forward to uh, replaying GTA Five uh, to play through the story mode again at some point. That game's really good. Also, shout out to The Last of Us for coming out in 2013, but I didn't play it till 2017. Yeah happens yeah red dead played it a decade later. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it's true. It happens. My OD for 2014 uh, is Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. I put hundreds of hours into that game until Ultimate came out. Super fun. Just super great fighting. A lot of cool characters were added to that game. Uh, really liked the release both on 3DS and Wii U that year, but the Wii U one is definitely the superior version. 8-player Smash was like a revelation. I loved having just a ton of friends over and playing Smash with them. I used to go over to my friend's house like two times a week after school and we'd just play Smash Bros. for like two hours straight. I love that game. It was my favorite Smash game in the series until... The next one came out, but yeah, that, that one was really fun, and it ate up a lot of time on the Wii U when there wasn't anything else to play, so it was just fun to go go home and boot up Smash and, and not have to worry about this giant backlog that was constantly piling up like it is now. Yeah, it's a different time. Yep. We're not in the Wii U times. I think that's why. <laughs> We're not. We're not in the Wii U time. My pick for 2014 was also originally a Wii U game, but I played it on Switch. Oh, nice. That's Tropical Freeze. Nice. That's a good pick. Tropical Freeze. That... That's another one that I played this year, years after it came out. Experienced it on Switch. Did not use the Switch-exclusive Funky Kong mode because, <laughs> nope, not doing that. Uh, that game is, I think, the best 2D platformer I've ever played. That game is gorgeous. The music is fantastic. I still go back and listen to those tracks from time to time when I'm doing something. I just pull up the Tropical Freeze soundtrack, and it's mm, great. It and is. I love how all of the – like basically every level – like develops on itself and you see almost like a narrative through a level. So you're like going through and, and everything makes sense with, with the world that you're in. It, it, it's, it, it's almost like you're watching a story play out through each level, which is super cool. My only complaint is those boss fights way too long, really annoying, but <laughs> yeah. you, you power through those and you get to the regular levels and they're absolutely fantastic. A joy to play. I also love tropical freeze. I think it's a, Top five platformer, 2D platformer for me, probably. Game's really good. I think Celeste is the greatest 2D platformer I've ever played. I think that one's the best. But Tropical Freeze, oh, yeah, that's in the top five. That game's awesome. What you got for 2015? 2015, I was a major doubter on this game. Ended up being my favorite game in 2015. That's Splatoon. The original Splatoon was a blast. Uh, it came out on May 29th of 2015, so it was just a perfect summer game. Uh, I remember, like, the after the... Uh, baseball game ended like every single night. I would just break out my Wii U and play Splatoon for like two or three hours to like 1.30 or 2 in the morning. It was just fun. Had a couple friends who had it too. So I'd chat with them and we, we would just play. And it was just a really good time. They added so many maps to that game over that summer. Just fun to get constant updates to a game that didn't have that much content when it came out. It only had five maps at launch. Yes. And then Brutal. now it had like 15 by the end. Like they added so much to that game and it was just... Really fun to see that cool new creative IP from Nintendo. And I had a blast playing that game. It was just like Smash and Splatoon. These just multiplayer party-focused games were just really fun to play those those couple of years on the Wii U. Yeah, never played the original, but I had a good time with Splatoon 2. Yeah, Splatoon 2 is great also. It's better. It's better yeah. in pretty much every way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Splatoon 2 is a good time. My pick for 2015 is City Skylines. Coming off oh, of... Nice. Coming off of SimCity, that was SimCity 2013 when that game came out, and I was horribly disappointed with that game. I hate that game. That game is awful. The city sizes are small. It's, that game enrages me to this day that I spent 60 bucks on it. So coming off of that where I was super disappointed for that and getting City Skylines, which is really close to a perfect city builder that you can get 
was such a fun experience. I mean, like I can actually build a sprawling metropolis, being able to make districts in a city and have almost like these little cities within your bigger city, being able to specialize with these districts, with this overall city ecosystem. It was it was super good. Just coming off of SimCity 2013, that made City Skylines all the more sweet and that it is the best city builder that's out there right now. And they've kept on releasing a bunch of content for it. They have a bunch of uh, of extra packs and and whatnot, and they've really worked to to improve the game, even with free patches too. So it's really good. Nice. Yeah, I've heard you talk uh, good say good things about that game before. Kind of like the Stardew Valley, right? Of of city builders, just yeah, like this, yeah, not made by is. the original creators of the franchise or the genre, but just like a, a version that has everything the fans want from that type of game. Yeah, once once the original creators stop realizing what people want, then these new people can come in and breathe life into the genre. And that's what City Skylines did. Yeah, sounds pretty awesome. My OD for 2016. Keep forgetting to use that. Yeah, <laughs> the, the OD. I keep forgetting. It's such a good name. It, it is. The it OD hasn't sunk in yet. O D I E S for anyone that's wondering. The OD. <laughs> and if anyone wants to spell it. <laughs> It's like Garfield's, uh, the dog in Garfield, Odie. Oh, yeah. We need trophies of Odie. I think so. Yeah. Oh. Is that copyrighted? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably have to check in on that. Yeah. All right. What's, the, the what's Odies. your pick for 2016? Uh, my favorite game in one of my favorite franchises, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, Spirit of Justice. It is the sixth main entry in the series, and I think it is the best one. Really good cases and characters. Awesome music. Awesome overarching plot throughout Every single case, one of the best final cases around. It is just so good. Haven't had an Ace Attorney game since. Really need one. And I'm excited for when you eventually get there. All the way to, to number six. And who knows how long. You will eventually. And you'll see what I'm yeah. talking about. That game as long is just as they make it so easier good. for me to. As long as they make it easier for me to get all these games. They need, yeah. they need some more re-releases on Switch. Along with new games. Hey, but you, <laughs> so you're like enjoying your more. 3DS now. I am, but I've already got so many games on there that I need to play. I don't need <laughs> yeah. to be buying too many more. Yeah, but Ace Attorney Spirit of Justice is really good. Hard to talk about why it's so good without spoiling it since it's basically yep. all story, but it's it's just such a great plot throughout and, uh, in my opinion, really righted a lot of wrongs that the series made in the fifth entry. Uh, like, in the, in the fifth entry, there's barely any investigation. So, like, in the first three, you can investigate any area, right? And just yeah. look at anything there is, and there's usually like a funny little piece of dialogue if it's not something important to the case. In Dual Destinies, the fifth entry, the first one on 3DS, they got rid of that. And you can only investigate at crime scenes, and there's like one crime scene a case. So it just takes out a lot of kind of the world building and the character, those fun interactions. That is kind of weird. Huh. And in Spirit of Justice, you can investigate anywhere again. And it just small changes like that that make it feel more like the originals from the DS. Just, it's so good. And it looks great. Sounds great. I love it, and I want Ace Attorney 7. Thank you, Capcom. Yeah, Capcom's, Capcom's have been doing good things. They, uh, they've been yeah. releasing a lot of good games. Now they got to go back to another older series. Yep. Start bringing it back. My 2016 pick's probably pretty obvious Your if you OD? listen to this show at all. My OD. Yes, my OD for 2016 <laughs> is Stardew Valley. That game is absolutely incredible. It is everything that I have ever wanted from a Harvest Moon game or a Story of Seasons game now. And it honestly makes it hard to go back to some of those other Harvest Moon and Story of Seasons games because I play those and I'm like, 
there's just not as much content here. There's not as much customization. I can't do everything that I want that I can just go and do in Stardew Valley because Stardew Valley is a similar thing that I think uh, City Skylines is where they, the creators took an already good series and then were like, here's all of the stuff that I want and that seems like a lot of the fans want and they just shoved it all into this game. And that's what Stardew Valley is. A huge city with a bunch of different things to do, a fully-fledged mine, being able to completely customize your farm area with all of these different buildings and a bunch of extra secret areas. The fishing is back, all of this stuff, extra things to do. The festivals with interactivity, being able to actually play games in the festivals is fun. And then when they introduced multiplayer a little bit further down the line, I almost shed a tear when that came, came out, when that <laughs> came out for Stardew because I had wanted multiplayer for years. I remember playing Harvest Moon DS with my cousin and we were just playing side by side. We couldn't play together, but we were just playing side by side and it was so much fun. And then being able to actually play a farming simulator game with multiple people was incredible. Stardew yeah. Valley is so good. I love I, it. So I much. didn't know if that was going to be on your list just because I don't know the, I didn't know the year that officially came out. So I didn't know when that was February of 2016. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that game's really fun. I've enjoyed the time we've put into it together the multiplayer just makes it real good because i've dabbled in harvest moon here and there and i always usually peter out but playing in multiplayer is a good time that i think makes it more fun for me overall yeah yeah it it's fantastic and i've just loved watching the the creator just keep on updating the game like a new update recently came out and it's you can tell that he really cares about stardew valley mm -hmm. and i appreciate that yeah 2017 also shout out to uncharted 4 in yeah yeah i was i was looking at 2016 like oh uncharted 4 and then i'm like no wait stardew came out that year i did the I same it. thing it's like uncharted 4 nope ace attorney gotta go ahead yeah. yeah 2017 i feel like something's getting robbed here i don't know what to so pick many that year 2017 yeah. was a ridiculous year oh it was if you'd asked me at on december 31st 2017 i would have told you breath of the wild was my game of the year but then that changed and over time, I grew to like Super Mario Odyssey more. But then, Golf Story is incredible, and I've played that game so much. But I think I'm going to give it to Super Mario Odyssey, my OD for 2017. I talked about it earlier. Just pure joy running around that game, getting all the moons. Blasting through that whole main story in a weekend was just oh, so much fun. One of my favorite gaming memories in all of college was just getting through that. Remember you coming over, just hanging out. We were just grinding moons and in different yeah. worlds together on our own switches. It's just so good. That's a soundtrack that I frequently pull up oh, and listen yeah. to all the costumes that Mario can wear. Just so fun. Like, Oh, and the, the, the worlds are so dense. I love how you just never know. Oh, I'll ground pound on this trash can. Oh, there's a moon. Like I, I like that about it a lot that they are literally just scattered everywhere in there to find constantly rewarding. That game is amazing. And I think we might get a sequel next year. I'm feeling I hope it. so. Yeah. Yeah. Not much can top your first playthrough of Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. No. It, it also means that uh, subsequent playthroughs after that won't mean as much because you know a lot of the stuff that's there. But that first experience through is just so much a joy of just experiencing all of this stuff and just finding random stuff out in the world and exploring these worlds for the first mm -hmm. time. There's not anything like it. Not to the same extent, but I feel like Luigi's Mansion had a little bit of that this year. Where it's just like, what's going to happen on the next floor? And then sometimes it surprises you with an amazing boss fight you weren't expecting. Not to the same extent that Odyssey had it, but I felt some of those vibes from Luigi this year. Yeah, I can, I can feel that with, with its set pieces for sure. Yeah. So that's your OD also? 
No. <laughs> it's not your Odie? Uh, it is not my Odie. My Odie is one that I had I had to go with. There's there's so many good games that came out that year. You got Breath of the Wild, you've got Mario Odyssey, you've got Nier Automata, you've got Horizon Zero Dawn. I love all of those games, but there is one that that trumps it. It is one of my favorite games of all time. That's Yakuza Zero. Was that I, January of 2017? Yeah, it okay. was the start of the year. It was the start of 2017. Started off the year strong with Yakuza Zero. Um First off, what Yakuza Zero meant for the franchise as a whole, reinvigorating the series uh, when it was at a really low point with Yakuza Five being released three years later and only digitally. Uh, it was I I loved watching Yakuza Zero actually get attention from people, uh, and it started to gain traction as a series. So that was super cool. But the game as a whole is incredible. The style of the 1980s. Uh, with the two areas that you can go to in Tokyo and Osaka and being able to play as Majima <laughs> for the first time. And that's coming from someone that didn't play through the other games first to appreciate Majima and then go back and play him for the first time. But playing through his character arc was was super fun to do. His fighting styles were incredible. That's also up there with, with Red Dead as one of the best narrative games that I've played. And then all of the extra crap that you can do in the Yakuza games, it, it's so good. And Yakuza 0 has some of my favorite meaty side content pieces with its cabaret club as well as the real estate minigame. Uh, some of the best uh, big side activities that you can do. Yakuza 0, it, it'll last you a long time. There's so much to do in that game. That game's so good. Nice. I've played, I I've started it twice. <laughs> I got to do it, man. I will. You got to get through Judgment first. I know. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Getting get to there. The end of that. Yeah. I could have picked a Yakuza game for most of these years, but I thought I'd keep it to just the one with Yakuza Zero, because it is, it is my favorite mm -hmm. of the bunch. Twenty eighteen, Odie, no surprise, Smash Ultimate. It is my favorite game of all time. I've put in over two hundred hours in the last year. Oh, it's just, Jeez. it's just so much fun. I, I love it so much. Playing with friends, playing classic mode. I didn't love, super love World of Light, so you could see that as a knock against it, but I don't play Smash for the, the story mode. I wasn't even that big on Subspace and Brawl, which people seem to love. Now, the core fighting is just so excellent. Everyone is here is the most one of the most hype moments I can remember watching an E3 press conference in a long time, just when Snake showed up and they're like, oh no, here's literally everybody. They just keep ad adding awesome characters this year with Hero, Banjo-Kazooie, Awesome to see those two added in, two of, my, two of my favorites that I would have requested for Smash, but it's just so good, just so polished, and so much content in there. It's really a, a history of video gaming, and I'm excited to see who continues to get added in uh, in the last pack of the DLC, and then the start of the next one. So it's going to be fun to see that game continue to grow as a platform for throughout the rest of the Switch's life. Yeah. I just haven't gotten into it. <laughs> I still yeah. only played it for like six or seven hours, but I can totally yeah. see its merits. Oh, that yeah. core fighting with with the amount of characters that it has is absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. Like that is just it is a love letter to video games. And it feels balanced too. It doesn't feel horrendously imbalanced, which could easily happen when you have eighty characters in one game, but it's really impressive how how honestly balanced it feels across the board. Yeah, yeah. My OD for 2018 is one that I feel like you could have gone with, but you had Smash. A Dragon Quest XI. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that game uh, kind of snuck up on me because I know that you really enjoyed it, and you're you're always singing its praises, and we we heard about it a lot, and then we're just like, hey, all right. And then Zach started playing, and he was like, oh, this is great. I'm like, all right, all right, I'll give it a shot, and we'll see how it is because 
I love a bunch of, of JRPGs. I'm like, oh, is it going to reach the heights of some of these other ones? I don't think it reached the height of Persona 5. Persona 5, another game that I could have picked, but I had to go Yakuza 0. Mm-hmm. I don't think it reached the height of, of Persona 5 for me, but man, Dragon Quest Eleven is so solid in every single way. I can't really think of any problem that I have with it. Just the, the end combat, game grind, that's it. The end game grind <laughs> is it. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the story is good. All the different worlds that you go to, all the different cities are all uniquely different from one another and make them fun to explore through. Uh, the combat is a good time with all the special moves that you can learn. Uh, the characters mm-hmm. are great. It's so good. And it's the first uh, game that I ever platinumed. I, I liked it that much that I went through and did all of the extra side content there for the for the Platinum Trophy on PS4. Yeah, it's my favorite PS4 game. It's definitely in my top 10 of all time, but Smash is number one. Otherwise, that absolutely would have been the pick. You said it doesn't reach the highs for you of Persona. And I think the thing about Dragon Quest Eleven is that it's not like this game of like, oh, major peak. Oh, that part wasn't so good. Oh, this part's really good. The entire thing, just the entire way through is great. Just from start to finish, it is great. It may not be the like amazing, spectacular, groundbreaking, but it says every story beat, every town you go to, it's just like, man, that was cool. I, I enjoyed that plot point. I enjoyed that boss fight. It's like, it is just so solid throughout the entire 70-hour game. And that's really impressive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, besides that end game grind, that is that is about it for complaints. That yeah. game looks really good too. I'm looking forward to picking up at some point on Switch uh, for S to experience mm-hmm. some of the extra content for it. But yeah, yeah that game is super good. Other great shoutouts from, from 2018. A Way Out was amazing. Astrobot, yeah. uh, I love that game. Monster Hunter World, Celeste, just some really really good games. Detroit Become Human, another one I really enjoyed. Uh, Nino Kuni 2, Kevin, I know you liked. You've known you had your problems with it. But 2018 was a great year for games. Yeah, yeah. 2017 and 2018, man. So many games that came out in the last couple yeah. of years. Yeah. Really impressive. Yeah. Let's take a look forward to, to 2019. Now, we're not going to talk about our specific game of the year because we'll save that for another show. We just thought we'd take a few minutes here to talk about some of our possible picks for 2019 game of the year. I don't know about you, but <laughs> I'm always a little bit behind on games. If, if you hadn't. If you weren't able to tell from some of these games on the list, I play <laughs> yeah. these games a little later than when they come out. Yeah. So I haven't played a bunch of the biggest games uh, from this year. Uh, but what has your year been filled with with uh, some of these newer titles? Uh, my year hasn't been filled with a lot I've loved, but it's been filled with a lot I have really, really liked. I think is what I would say. I did love Luigi's Mansion 3. That's definitely one of my favorite games this year. Uh, I really, really liked... Link's Awakening, Super Mario Maker 2, Yoshi's Crafted World, uh, Katana Zero was another one I super enjoyed. Uh, Iceborne's kind of weird since that's an expansion, but that's another one of, of my favorite games from this year. That was a really good main story addition. I really like Team Sonic Racing. Not game yeah. of the year, not OD material, <laughs> but that was a fun weekend. You guys came down and played that. But I would have to say that my three favorites this year have been Katana Zero, Luigi's Mansion 3 and Iceborne have been my, my three favorite games. Also, shout out to shout out to Link's Awakening, but that, that doesn't quite make the cut. I did really, mm. really enjoy that, though. And then Star Wars. I still haven't played that. And yeah. I have a great feeling that that one could take over as my game of the year because, I mean, you, all the buzzwords people are saying about it with, oh, Zelda-like dungeons and, and tough combat and 
exploration and, and start with a Star Wars wrapper, it sounds like my kind of game. So I think that one could end up taking the crown, but well, we'll find out on the Odies, the the official Odie yeah, Awards the, for the, 2019. The finisher Odies of the of the year. Yeah. Odies of 2019. Yeah. Yeah, so some of the games uh, that came out this year that I played, Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, Team Sonic Racing was another one that we all played together. That was a good time. Judgment came out this year. That was really good. Really enjoyed that. Builders 2, I know that you have soured on that game significantly, but I think the core building of that game and some of the earlier areas that you go to and building up the town was a super satisfying gameplay loop for me, especially with the genre of games that I enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Untitled Goose Game. Solid time for for what it was. And then uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, also uh, one of my favorites of the year. If I had to go for uh, for a top three, I know I've got an idea for my top two. Kingdom Hearts 3 is, is a weird one because, like, when I played through it, I had a really good time. Like, there's some, some form of childlike joy to going through some of these uh, Disney worlds and experiencing them in-game like Toy Story and Pirates of the Caribbean with the more fleshed out worlds in Kingdom Hearts 3. Mm -hmm. But thinking back on it now, it's kind of like junk food where I plowed through and it was great in the moment, but I don't think of it as highly now as I did back then. Okay, yeah. Uh, And I don't know if the Remind DLC is going to change that with this new (laughs) boss fights. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, Kingdom Hearts 3 is is in a weird spot for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, Judgment, Luigi's Mansion 3, Builders 2, um all really good games. I haven't played a game that came out this year that I was really disappointed in or anything. So that's nice. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a good year for games. Not as, not as crazy jam packed with stuff as 2017 or 2018 was. Um, but still some really heavy hitters of this year. Yeah. Also shout out to fire emblem. The more time I've been putting into it, the more I've really been enjoying it, but I'm not going to have that finished by the time the ODs roll around. Yeah. Didn't put resident evil two on there either. That game just, oh, not for me. Not my genre, man. <laughs> Mr. X chasing you down all the time, a little stressful. <laughs> I think it's a very high-quality game that I respect and appreciate, but it's not my Odie. Yeah, yeah. it it's, takes a, a special type of game to to get an Odie. Oh, yeah. Specifically a game that tailors to our taste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's how you get an Odie. Yeah. If it's a game that comes out that is specifically tailored to our taste, that's also, how you'll get it. Outer Worlds is fun, but it's another one where I'm just not going to have enough time to quite put into it before the official awards. Maybe in a 2029 when we do the ODs again, I'll, I'll give it to that Fire Emblem or Outer Worlds or something like that. But we'll 19. See. Yeah. And a decade. I don't really want to be thinking about that. <laughs> a decade down the line. I don't, don't want to be thinking about the next time we do this. No. Um, no. This is fun going back through these these older games. It. It's always interesting to go back to some of the older years and just be like, man, that came out then? Like, there, there's a, yeah. a a weird thought of, oh, that doesn't feel like that long ago. And it's like, oh, no, that was a while ago. That came out a, a while ago, like a decade ago when I played that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Thinking back on like 2010, 2011, 2012, when I was still playing 360 stuff and good times. And now we're moving on to next gen here with PS5 and Xbox Series X. So. Yeah, interesting experience this year with the new consoles coming out. One yeah. more big year of uh, of heavy hitters before we move into the next gen. Yeah, absolutely. A lot to play next year. Let's predict what's going to be your OD for twenty twenty or twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty. What's your OD going to be for game of the year? Yeah. Mmm. Tough one. Early pick right now. Um. I think I'd go with Animal Crossing mm-hmm. because it's adding so many things that I want in a game, 
But I'm going to be honest with you, the more I see about Cyberpunk, the more I'm getting excited about it. Yeah, cyber- the more I'm getting really interested in Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk, I just don't know if that's my type of game. Just not sure about it. I think that's one where I might look at it from afar and be like, man, I wish I liked that more than I do. I don't know what it is about it, but I've never been one for these huge, massive open world games. So we'll see about that. Yeah. Uh, I've got good feelings about Animal Crossing, Last of Us Part 2. Ah, Last of Us Part 2. And uh, I'm going to say, if I play it, Halo Infinite. Yeah, hopefully 343 can turn it around here. Yeah. And uh, and bring it back yeah. to, to Bungie levels from back in the day. Yeah, I hope so. Or even just Halo 4 level. Because I like Halo 4. I would be fine with that, but just not Halo 5, man. Not Guardians? Yeah. Walk or whatever his name is, bring him back, main character. Do not bring Walk back. But <laughs> uh, yeah, if I get the chance to play it, uh, then I'm I'm really looking forward to Halo Infinite. You gonna get a Series X on launch? No. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna get any of those things on launch. No, it's not right now. No. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm I'm just not been one to to pick up a console on launch. I think the last one I did was with the 3DS ambassador baby yeah ambassador ambassador of that thing what a mess what a mess the first couple of months of that thing were (laughs) um looking forward to to some of the experiences that they're gonna be bringing out for next gen consoles yeah man yeah that is gonna do it for part one of the odys we'll have a part two when we talk about games of the year for 2019 but that is our odys for games of the decade it's gonna do it for us on this week's episode of Ode to Games. You're here on Fridays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, other podcast streaming services that you may use. You can find us on Twitter at Ode to Games. You can send an email to odegamescast at gmail.com. For Logan, I'm Kevin. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week and next year.